So now, moving from one rescuer to another. And we have Bev Truss from the Hogsbrickle here with us. For the first time, is it? No, no, no. She's been in with us a while ago, but she hasn't been here for the New Year's reflection. So, Bev, welcome. Hi, Bev. Hiya. (laughs) Now, we're just going to get you to move the microphone a little bit closer to you there. Um, So, Bev, we have had the pleasure of, over the last year, probably nearly two years now, uh, getting Mm -hmm. you... um, getting updates from you through your news from the hedge on all things wildlife. So (laughs) how has this year been? This year has been the the busiest ever. Yeah, I've been doing wildlife rescue here in Ireland for about 20 odd years. And 2023 was just incredible. And any particular reasons why it was so busy this year? Was it just a lot more injuries, was it? Um, I think there was the same amount of injuries, but I think since COVID, people are an awful lot more aware of the wildlife in and around their environment. I mean, people spending time at home during the lockdowns Mm. have been... Um, they've been a lot more aware of uh, what's happening in their gardens. They've been seeing a lot more wildlife. And, of course, because um, people weren't on the go, they weren't driving, we weren't busy, um, the wildlife sort of took that as a a, a really nice respite for themselves, yes, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So um, even my brother, he was out walking, and he said to me, he said, geez, the noise of the birds... Mm. And I said, that's because you're not hearing the traffic, or you're yeah. not hearing airplanes, etc. It was amazing, actually, during COVID, yeah. just how quiet the world got, but yeah. how lively then nature got. Yeah, I think we should bring that in and we should yeah. have a lockdown I, for I, a month a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I think we should. <laughs> we could all do with it. Yeah, yeah sure. It was my favourite time mm. of the year. But mm. of course, I was still quite busy pe- because people were at home. They were noticing more wildlife, um, hedgehogs, etc., yeah. that were injured or, you know, that were orphaned. Um, and I think that's why I was as busy as I was, yeah. because the phone calls just went through the roof. And can I ask, can you just kind of, I suppose, for those that may be new to Saturday Chronicle, yeah. can you give us a little bit of a background about yourself? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Put you on the spot there. <laughs> don't like talking about myself. I'd rather uh, talk about hedgehogs. Well, we'll, we'll use the hedgehogs as a reason, or you as okay. the reason to get onto the hedgehogs. Okay. Then, yeah. So, um, obviously, I'm Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Hogmanay tomorrow. I was going to say, yes, Hogmanay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, always been into wildlife, always been into animals. I was a bit of a loner as a child. I got mm. really badly bullied at school. Mm. Um, so I spent an awful lot of time on my own. I had two brothers, but they were obviously not interested in their sister. <laughs> um, and my mum used to call me Will of the Wisp. Yeah, um, she said, really if, true. "Yeah, I, I would just disappear." Yeah, um, and I'd come back usually with some kind of wild animal under my arm. Yeah, um, hiding injured crows under my bed, that kind of thing. Oh wow! And then when I left school, I was a ranger um, for about five years in Scotland. Okay. And so I did that and I absolutely adored it. But Scottish winters are really, really hard then. Yeah. Not so much now. Okay. Um, and I'd always wanted to go into veterinary, so I just grabbed the bull by the horns. And can I ask, Biv, why hedgehogs? Why did you get into hedgehogs? How, how did that come about, your interest in hedgehogs? I don't know. I've always been into hedgehogs. Yeah. Um, even as a small child, yeah. I would bring hedgehogs home and put them in the garden. Because the attitude for many people is that, you know they'd find uh, other animals more interesting than hedgehogs. Oh, but hedgehogs oh. are cute. Oh, yeah. People <laughs> yeah. think There's a little bit cute. of a stigma yeah. towards the hedgehogs, do you think? Yeah, I mean, ungrog, ungranog means um, horrible one or ugly one. Yeah. Um, oh. And there's a whole load... I did a school talk and I did a talk for Kill Park. 
um, over Halloween and we talked about the hedgehog and the mythology around about the hedgehog and how farmers used to think that the hedgehogs would come out at night and drink you know, the milk from the teats of the cows mm. when the cows are lying down, which is absolutely farcical because hedgehogs are lactose intolerant, <laughs> so you should never give them milk. Um, and <coughs> people used to think that they were witches, so they're witches familiars. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that says about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was the whole mythology around them. And because they were in the hedges and snorting and making these funny wee noises, um, they called them hedge pigs. Oh, and then, yeah. yeah. So in medieval days, they were called hedge pigs, and then that's just kind of come up because uh, they're now called hedgehogs because hogs is the same as pigs. Mm. Um, okay. And yeah, I'm, I mean they're known as the gardener's friend as well because they'll go into the garden and they eat this, they eat the um, the insects that are detrimental to uh, vegetables and yes, things. Yes, 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 yes. Which is why they get a lot of slug pellet poisoning yeah. because people are putting out these blue metaldehyde poison yeah, yeah, pellets. Yeah, yeah. Um, they not only kill the slugs and snails, but they also poison and kill the hedgehogs, but they also poison and kill blackbirds and thrush. So very mm. beneficial, so, for, for your, oh, your gardening. Oh, absolutely. Or your garden, yeah, yeah. 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 And they're what we call a key species as well. Yeah. So when hedgehogs' numbers start to decrease or they disappear from an area... There's usually something in that environment that's detrimental to nature. Are they a threat at the moment? Yes, yeah, yeah. In Ireland, not so much as in the UK. They're at, in danger of extinction in the UK. Okay. We're oh. not quite there mm. yet. So um, what would the level be here then? Pardon? What would the level be in Ireland then? I don't think anybody really knows. A friend of mine, um, Elaine... Um, Oh, she'll kill me, I've forgotten her surname. <laughs> she, <laughs> she runs um, the... Um, the bat, is it? No, it's a survey, the okay. um, Irish Hedgehog Garden Survey. Oh, so wow. if you Google that, you'll get in there. Yeah. And if if you spot a hedgehog in your garden, you, you can record that there. Oh, and over the last sort of three or four years, um, Elaine's been putting all the numbers together so that we kind of know what numbers are like in Scariff or Clare or mm-hmm. Galway. or And it's, a, it's an Irish-wide survey. So she's been putting the numbers together. So I don't think they are as endangered here, but we're getting there. Um, yeah, because definitely a lot of people have said that they're, they're, they're not noticing hedgehogs around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, the environment is changing. Mm. Um we're building more houses, and when they build houses, they put walls around the garden. Yeah. Um, now a wall is a it's okay, um, but I'd prefer people to be planting hedges around their gardens and knocking a little hole in the bottom of the wall. It only needs to be about thirteen centimeters. That's not a whole lot now, is it? Yeah. It's not a whole lot. No. So your dog won't get through it, yeah. but the hedgehogs will. Yeah. So would the hedgehogs so, be in just small little. Where would they be, like, in just small little spots? like? Yeah, they'll be under hedges. They go under sheds, so they'll have nests under sheds. Um, they'll go under... I've got one under my oil tanker at the minute. <laughs> my oil tank, sorry. Um, well, you say you've got one in your oil tank, but how many do you actually have in care with you at the moment? At the moment, it's only eight, so I'm having a brilliant, relaxing time. Nice, but how many yeah. did you did you treat this year? Oh, God, it's over 400. Yeah, which is have, phenomenal. Yeah. Up, one at one time I had fifty two hedgehogs in. Wow, at um, once. At one time Ouch. at the week. But they're coming and going. So they're being they're being rescued and they're coming to me. Some of them just need maybe a week 
in mm. care and then they're released back to where they're found. Um, yeah, because in Irish Seed Savers, so when I was with Irish Seed yeah. Savers, that was where we had first met. That's and right. then it, the hedgehogs that were found there that needed care were then released back on site. Yep. And it was lovely to see that, yeah. you know, that they, they literally just went in under the, the, the foliage and they were yeah. gone. You know? That was Jason that found yeah. them yeah, under Jason plastic. Yeah, and they ran down to me. Um, yeah. Mama, unfortunately, hedgehogs are not cute, caring mothers. Um, if they're disturbed, they will cannibalise their hoglets. Yeah. So you've got to be really, really careful. If you find a hedgehog that you think has got hoglets, cover them back up again and mm. then give me a call fast. Now, and how can people get in touch with you? Oh, the Hogsprickle. So I'm on Instagram and I have a Facebook page as well. Okay, so that's H-O-G-S-P-R-I-C-K-L-E. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you guys have got my number. Yeah, so if yeah. anybody's stuck, you can give my number out. Yeah. But um, yeah, so mum came to us, but she had she had killed one of her hoglets on the journey down. <clears throat> so I didn't want to take the chance that she was going to go through the whole letter. So I split them up. And the following day, once I was okay, that mum was okay, Jason took mum back to Seed yeah. Savers and I hand-reared the rest of the hoglets. Um, Is it harder to release them back then if they're hand-reared? Because are they effectively tame? No, um, they don't humanise. Okay. So I've known people taking fox cubs out the wild mm. and tried to keep them as pets. And some of them will humanise, but yeah. others don't. don't yeah. But hedgehogs don't care. They're just they're grumpy and spiky. Because and <laughs> <laughs> I remember she won. <laughs> time when I was in at a board meeting and inevitably for anybody who's ever in board meetings they're the most frustrating things in the world yeah. and I was walking out and I was just in bad mood and yeah, Jason yeah, yeah. rang me and this is another time with hedgehogs yeah. then, and he rang he said are you still at Seed Service and I was like I am he said uh, do you want to come and release a hedgehog and there at like nine <laughs> o'clock at night we pottered through the land and released a hedgehog and it was the most soothing thing yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah you kind of feel and like you're doing your bit they've actually got an albino hedgehog as well oh, do they, yeah. Yeah. yeah came in to me from Scarif nice um and she spent about six weeks with me getting wow. rehabilitated and then Jason took her back up to nice. Seed Savers and released her And there. can I ask then, in terms of for 2024, what are the types of things that people should be mindful of when, because obviously January is coming in, we're coming into January yeah. when people start to think about their garden. What would they like to sow? What would they like to do in the garden? So really that's when the preparations will lead in for February. What are the types of things people could do to better protect the wildlife in their garden? Biodiversity is probably one of the most important words that has come up in the last couple of years. So at the moment with my garden, I cut the grass maybe four times a year. Um, I don't push the lawnmower under a hedge because hedgehogs, the clues in the name, I'll be sleeping under the hedges. And if you push the lawnmower under the hedge, chances are, You'll You're going to injure a hedgehog. Yeah. yeah. So I, le- I like to ask people to leave a metre margin around the garden, just on the just on the margin of the garden. Yeah. And then that'll allow any wildlife to sort of navigate through the garden, knock a hole in the wall. The bottom of the wall. Yeah. yeah. So that hedgehogs can go from wall to wall, uh, from garden to garden, and then they're not being pushed out into the street. Ah, OK. And then they're getting hit by cars or they're getting yeah. picked up by dogs or people with the best will in the world and with the kindest heart, see a hedgehog and pick it up and take it home. Mm. Do you know, um, they're wild animals. You've got to remember they are wild animals and they carry pathogens, they carry ringworm, they carry salmonella. You've got to be really, really careful Mm. with them. I had one man in Limerick and he was working on the night shift and he phoned me and it was about 10 o'clock in the morning. 
And he said, I was coming home from work at two o'clock this morning. I found a hedgehog walking along the path. So I brought him home and what should I do with him? <laughs> Put him back. <laughs> I was like, he was out doing hedgehog things. Just yeah. like, you've kidnapped him. Yeah, yeah. And um, what about other wildlife? So birds, like what are the types yeah. of things as well that people can do for? In the garden, plant a native wild hedge yeah. up against your wall. Um, you're going to increase the biodiversity there. Yeah. Um, you're going to give the birds somewhere to nest. Um, you'll give the fledglings somewhere to hide when they're jumping out the nest. For the first few days, they can't fly. So they're running about in the long grass and in the hedges, getting their uh, flight muscles ready so okay. that they can take off. And this is where people say, oh, I found a baby bird that can't fly. Well, that's nature. That's what they do. Yeah. Um, and if you plant a native hedge, especially one that's maybe got berries in it that will be able to feed the birds at the mm. end of the year as well, um, you're increasing that. You're increasing the, as I say, the biodiversity. So you've got the insects coming in that will feed the birds, but you've also got the insects coming in that will feed the hedgehogs. Yeah. Um, a wild area in the garden, hedgehog gardening is really easy. You just forget about a corner of the garden and let it go wild mm. keep the grass slightly short because they don't like really long grass and actually even that's the same for um native wildflowers yes. it's actually if you have the grass too long the flowers actually can't come through they can't compete so we had fran Gianquita, uh, yeah i can never pronounce her surname gia quinto and yeah. she had said about don't let the grass go longer than i think 40 centimeters yes so yeah. that at least if you're planting wildflower seeds that they, act, they can actually come through. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if you're letting the grass go that long and you're strimming the top, mm. if you strim higher than 30 centimetres, you're not going to hit a hedgehog that you might miss. Yeah, yeah. And a hedgehog nest just looks like, you could Google it, it just looks like a mound of grass. Yeah. You wouldn't think anything of it. So people might stick a fork in it or they might just run over it with a lawnmower, you know. Um a, a, a log pile in the corner of the garden. Let mm. the let the um, the wood rot down. All the insects will be in there. You know the we call them slaters. The sort of like the the wood lice okay. in there and the worms etc will be in there. So the hedgehogs will be able to get in there and eat those insects. But you'll also be giving homes to the likes of toads and frogs. And our only lizard. Yes. Um, I was just about to ask you yeah. that because I had a lizard when I was moving. Yeah. And uh, this lizard was on the couch. And wow. I was just like, I haven't seen one of them since <laughs> I lived in Haiti. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so are they becoming more common or were they always around? They're always around. Yeah. Okay. It's just people aren't noticing them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as you start to tidy up, tidy up, uh, as you start to sort move of things, move yeah, things yeah. in the garden, um, you will sort of see them you okay, know. okay but I think it's really important that we invite we start to live with wildlife instead of trying to control nature yeah you know and I call you know you, it might like look nice to have a nice green lawn but I call them green deserts mm. um, especially the moss that you get in the grass the moss is like a, a, an insect nursery that's yeah, where they yeah. lay all their eggs etc and on the driveways and everything like that on leave the, the moss yeah, yeah just leave the moss yeah. um, there was a man on the radio and he was talking about his moss killer and you should be buying that and you should be scarifying it and I, and I was shouting at the radio yeah <laughs> Leave the moss alone. Let yeah. the insects come. Mm. Um, if we don't have insects, then we don't have pollinators. And we don't have food. And we don't have food. Mm. People think about bees as pollinators, but they forget about the hoverflies. They mm. forget about butterflies. They forget about the other kind of insects yeah. that are also pollinating. Yeah, yeah. That's and, and final question for myself, uh, mm -hmm. Bev. 
you mentioned the term biodiversity yeah. and we hear it a lot uh, with, with climate change and that topic. Uh, given the fact that you've worked in this sort of thing for, for many, many years, do you find that the inclement weather conditions we've seen recently, the, the bad weather weather patterns, has an impact on wildlife like hedgehogs? A hundred percent, yeah. It's a really good question, but yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. They're not hibernating. Hedgehogs are not hibernating like they used to. Um, even like five, six years ago, we were having snow. The temperatures were coming down. A hedgehog will hibernate when it gets to maybe like four degrees, one degrees. They'll start to get into hibernation then. But this year, people are still phoning me that they saw a hedgehog in the garden and... Yeah, they're out and about, and as long as they're walking normally, they're foraging normally, they're not breathing heavily, although they will breathe heavily if you go near them, they kind of hiss like a cat. Um, as long as they look normal, leave them alone. Mm. They don't. Some of them don't hibernate at all. Some of them might go to sleep for a week and then wake up again. Um, so, yeah, yeah, mm. climate change is having... A, and this year, I'll tell you what climate change did to me this year. Um, <laughs> the, um, I had a litter of newborn hedgehogs come into me at the end of October, which is... Unheard of. Oh. Yeah. I, I was re- I was standing looking at them and mm. I actually said to them, I said, what was your mother thinking? <laughs> <laughs> but you had said before, because you had said to me recently that the hedgehog can actually suspend the pregnancy. Yes, yes. they can. And they yeah. basically then it, it reactivates after the winter. I was like, well, that's handy. <laughs> <laughs> Rats can do it too. Yeah. Rats can do it as well. But um, yeah, when they go into hibernation, they might mate and then they go into hibernation. Everything's suspended in hibernation. If you think about it, their breaths will go from about 50 breaths a minute down to one, oh, wow. two. Yeah. They can hold their breath up to 30 minutes during hibernation and then they take a, a, a series of rapid quick. Yeah. Um, the heart rate will go, you know, sorry, the, the breaths will go from 50. Yeah, the heartbeat will go from about 120 down to four, five. Wow, They're incredible really. animals. Actually, I saw recently on a David Attenborough um, documentary where there was something to do with, I don't know if it was rats, and when they go into hibernation, they effectively, it's like they go into a, a freeze yeah. and they only every now and again do a, like a shiver yeah. and that kind of restarts the They're heart. They're practically kind of dead. They're practically really, dead. Know, yeah. And then that's yeah. just the way that they preserve themselves. Yeah. And then, it's yeah, amazing, it's amazing. amazing yeah. They're um, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So, Bev, while well, I'd love to have the whole show chatting to you. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we're doing a reflection of the full year. So, first off, I want to say thank you so much for oh. all of your contributions over this year it's been an absolute pleasure and oh, I know everybody's welcome. really enjoyed hearing the updates and what they need to do mm-hmm. um, so please keep people updated and for everybody listening check out the Hogsbrickle on Facebook and oh, Instagram thank you. and just to update as well because you do all of this work voluntarily yeah. so obviously you rely on the likes of donations to help with the vet's costs with help with the maintenance of um, kind of your sheds and where you yeah. actually keep the animals so if people want to donate can they do that through your website or through Facebook um, they you can do it through um, PayPal okay. to the email address, which is thehogsbrickle at gmail.com. Great. Um, and they could do it through Revolute to my phone number. 
Um, but they can also just uh, message me. Yeah. I don't get Facebook on the phone because I you're just, wise. Oh yeah, God. You're <laughs> <laughs> um, but they can give me a message mm. and ask, or they can go straight to my vet and they can donate straight to my veterinary account, okay. which just it, it helps. We've had a lot of really badly injured hedgehogs this year. Okay, great. So if I could go to the vet without worrying about having an account. And who's the vet? Um, I use O'Connor's Vets on the Quinn Road in Innes. Okay. Oh, yes, I, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I also use um, Killaloo Vets. Okay, great. And I use a country practice up in Nina. Okay. Uh, which are amazing, amazing vets. But most of the vets in, uh, in the area in Galway. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. Well, look, thank you so much for all your work. Wishing you a wonderful Hogmanay and a fabulous 2024. And thank you so much for all that you do for the wildlife. And uh, keep us informed. Thank you, guys. Okay, thanks thank a million. You. Thank you, Beth. Hedgehogs. <laughs> Singing in the dead of night Take these broken wings and learn to fly All your life